0: good as the cost Brother alligator i ain't talking the cost this is an espn 97.5 Roadshow live from Brewings. this is money line on espn 97.5 and on espn 97.5.com presented by my bookie here's jerry Bow and josh jordan Welcome back to Moneyline
1: 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5. which is where you can find us on Twitter. Just a squad trying to bring you some winners right before week 17. We put it in the books because although a lot of people, a lot of teams today don't have nothing to play for, some do, and us gamblers, the degenerate hearts we have, We've got to get some money. So on a Sunday morning, you're listening for the next hour, and you're expecting some winners. You're expecting us to put you on the right side, and hopefully we can do that. Again, the phone lines are open, 713-780-3776, and these lines are moving. I'm seeing Kansas City jump from 9 to ten and a half. Ooh, Atlanta is now the favorite, and you need to get your bets in now. Green Bay just moved to a solid 13 off of 12 and a half, Fourteen and a half for the Saints, favorite on the road. Again, I, everything I'm reading right now leads me to believe that people are waking up late, and then no news has changed on New Orleans, Carolina, right? So, why made it that you didn't bet it when it was 12.5, and now you're going to bet it two points later at
2: 14.5? Because you waited too long? Right. And should we be a little sad? This is our last full slate of football to bet on, Jerry. I mean, this is it. We're going to the playoffs next week.
1: Playoffs, and our last. Show at Brewing, so yeah.
2: let's have a moment of silence for all
1: the wings that we have crushed this season, and we're back. Yes. Now, just because this is the last week 17, hey, you, you got some guys out there chasing losses from yesterday. I, I don't right. mean to preach on a on a Sunday. This isn't the spot for that. I'm sure you're on your way there, but let me preach because – don't chase. You're waking up today, and I I'd say I say it because I got a lot of messages. I got guys saying, "Man, I need to feed my family." And then I'll go look at the picture, and it's like a 14 year old kid. I'm like, I'll show you. And uh, the guy he got wrote started me. early. And he said, "What's the max bomb? I got to feed my family this week." And I'm like thinking, "Man, this is real." I click his picture. He's 14. I'm like, "What what kind of world are we live in?" Again, though, that guy's out there right now. How many he, kids do you think he has? <laughs> but uh you you got you have to stretch it out again it, it it's it's sunday night's going to come along and you're going to feel like you're in the game tonight and you're going to feel like all the marbles on the table and i'm throwing on my Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Jersey, and I'm going to go to war with these guys, and you're going to go up there and you're going to dump some money that you shouldn't have even played on it, right? If, yep. you're, if your plan was to play that much on Seattle the entire week, then why didn't you do it on Monday? Why did you do it after you lost on uh, Oklahoma or mm-hmm. lost on Ohio State? It's a it's a matter of chasing, and, and it's just something that it's always going to happen, and I'm, I'm – hey, I'm – I'm guilty as charged for doing it many times, and sometimes uh, I still do it. Sometimes a couple Crown Royals later, I'm still chasing, but I overall know that uh, that's
2: never going to work out. No, but this is a unique week in the sense that no Monday night football, no Thursday night football. So this is a really big slate, right? Like everybody's playing on Sunday. We do have the Sunday night game tonight, but there's a lot of action to get in on today because you didn't have two teams playing on Thursday and two teams playing on Monday night. There's a lot of games to be played today, and it's also a big slate for DFS. So pick your spots though. Look for the motivation with your DFS this week because we know, you know, Christian McCaffrey's a guy that we really like this week because he's looking to break some records, right? So they're they're going to try and get him the ball, get him going. But after he breaks that record or, or puts up those numbers, they're hoping to get him they might not use him as much after that. So you know, so you have to be careful. Also, the the spread's 14 and a half. Yeah.
1: So what's to say that the Saints get up huge and not that McCaffrey could get thrown out of the game for game script because he could get the passes down low, but at the end of the day, if, if you know that you're scheming for one thing, yep. and that's McCaffrey. No DJ Moore. No DJ Moore. Now, no. we spoke about the Saints, particularly three starting defensive backs are going to be out from what I'm hearing. But will it matter? Will it matter is the question. Who are they throwing it to? Yeah. Uh-oh. Who's great? I mean, who – it's a disaster in Carolina. I think they're trying to get out of the system, uh, out of the season as as quickly as possible and in one piece.
2: No, I, I agree with you. That one, you're going to have to be careful with that one for sure. One of the other games that we should be looking at, we need to look for some with teams that are motivated to play. What about this Packers game? They're playing Detroit. We know Detroit's awful. We can't expect much out of them. You talked about this line moving a little bit, right? With the Packers, as I'm seeing it right now, it's at twelve and a half. The game's in Detroit. Packers, they, they need to keep winning to for their playoff seeding. What do you expect out of this matchup? What I didn't expect was the
1: Packers' defense, pass defense in particular, to, to be as good as they have been. Check this out. They haven't allowed multiple touchdown passes since week 12, and they only did three times over the last ten games. Wow. I'd never, I, to be honest with you, I'm not going to lie to kick it with you. all had to, I was reading into the game, and I saw that stat, went back and looked, and it's true. So the Packers are getting – play on the, on the defensive side of the ball quietly. Why is it that we're not really talking about
2: the Packers that much? Man, we should be because they made Kirk Cousins look like human garbage last week. I mean, he was horrible. I mean, I had some fantasy stuff going on in that game, and I'm like, my Lord, the, the Vikings defense has been on the field the entire game. So, the Packers are really turning it on, and the, the Packers have – you they had a tendency where you could expose them with the running game. They weren't good against that, but they figured it out last week. So and yeah,
1: and now they're ranked eleventh, both on DVOA offense and defensive. I see them blowing this out. Yeah. I think blowing out of the water. This is a big week for teasers, though. Let me don't make it harder on yourself than when it needs to be. And now that the line has moved, it kind of eliminates what I'm about to say in some uh, in a certain fashion because you could get these ten point teasers, and you could have brought down. Uh, the Saints, for example, to three. Before they went to four and a half, you could have brought them down to three. You could have brought this Packers down to two and a half, and you could have brought the Chiefs down to just win. (laughs) So, again, if you would have done that at the beginning of the week, I think all three of those are in the bag. Or you could have brought down uh, the Patriots to minus six off off of 16. So why make it harder on yourself than what it has to be? Because a lot of people are going to use, again, they're going to use that this team has to win and this other team is not motivated. That's the way I'm going to play it, but history tells you different, and I've got some stats for that. Check this out. Back to 2003, teams that need to win to get in the playoffs or need to uh, uh, help with a loss, either which one, have gone 13-12. and 12. That's 38% of uh, against the spread against teams that are eliminated. Jeez. Not just even overall, and, and, and again – I'm I'm not here to lie to you all. Whenever I read these numbers, I'm thinking that doesn't make any sense because throughout my years I've always used that that, the motivation against this team checked out, but the books know that. So they add a premium, not to say that our thinking isn't correct and and not to say that uh, our guys don't ultimately win the game and get to the playoffs, but to say that they cover is a different scenario. Now, if you focus only on favorites laying more than a field goal in must-win situations – 7 and 18, 28%. Ugh. Even worse. That, that's awful. I just – be careful. Now, 34 teams uh, since 2003, are uh, the, the sample size,
2: 12 of those lost straight up on the money line. It's amazing. You know, when I, I was talking with Fred the other day, he brought that up. He's like, so many times I see where teams have to win for playoff seating and then they end up blowing it against a team that's really not playing for anything. It does happen more often than you think. So be careful. And then you ask yourself,
1: well, which spots do I have, Those Jerry? Well, the Giants are popping up in a lot of Sharps plays, a lot of Sharps cards. The Giants at four, I want to get your thoughts on this game. What do you think about Eagles, Giants today, Eagles needing to win, win the division, win to get in. They were able
2: to pull it off against the Cowboys. It's in their hands. What happens? Man, this is a tough one. I mean, Jones played well last week. You know, he was clearly an upgrade after Eli got out of the lineup. So – it looks like Saquon Barkley is back to being himself. Whoa. You know what I mean? Like, he looks good. So, you know, I wouldn't be – I think the Giants will give them a game. I really do. But I just – I think Carson Wentz, when it comes down to it, I think that that he will get the win for him. But as far as covering, uh, I mean, what, what's it up to now? Has it changed at all? Should be four, four and a half. Four, four and a half. Have it. uh God, I don't I think it's going to be closer than people think and the Eagles are just dealing with so many injuries with their wide receivers. Zach Ertz isn't going to play. So, you know, maybe Dallas Goddard's a guy that you look at in DFS this week, but now everybody's going to be on him, right? So you
1: go ahead and hit him on the props because some, some books, they
2: release their props early
1: before the news of Earth, so it doesn't entail that mm-hmm. number. So go ahead and look at your book and look at what kind of book you have because I have a few. Some of them don't release till today in the morning. Some of them release early. So if you can look at that and you know that Ertz isn't going to be there, it leans to Goddard. Now, using that uh, f- frame of thought, if you think that they're going to use a lot of Goddard and maybe run a lot more or, or more often, yeah. let's say and Howard's back too. Do you think that this maybe leans to an under? Do you think that the matchup from a few weeks ago when the Giants had that halftime lead? Do you think that plays anything into today, or or do you think we just wipe that
2: game out of the hole and say that was just a weird game overall? No, I. I think there's something to it, and I, I do think the under does make some sense because I, I think they're going to have to – Eagles are going to run the ball today. But Jordan Howard back, Miles Sanders is turning into – he looks like a stud. Yeah, man. he does. You know, they're going to get him the ball a lot. But, I mean, what, are they going to throw it to Ward at receiver? I mean, <laughs> this is where they're at now. They've had so many injuries. So, But look, Carson Wentz, I just – I hope he doesn't make me look like an idiot today. But I just I feel he like he got me on Monday night you that did. one when I was talking crap. I, said, I don't care what anybody says. Wentz is trash. Yeah. And Then he comes back. I'm like, uh, yeah, I know. And he's that kind of dude. Like I really believe he's a good football player when he's right. When he has pieces around him, and I think the Eagles are kind of getting it together. I think they're starting to get on a roll here. So, you know, I don't love them coming out of the NFC or anything like that, but I think they're the, the cream of the crop in that division. And I think they'll beat the Giants today, but I don't know. I mean, I think the Giants are going to play pretty well. I have a feeling they're going to put some points on the board, but I don't think it'll be enough. This Eagles team lost to the
1: Dolphins, right? They yeah. had trouble with the Redskins. They almost lost to the Giants. Yep. Plus four is one of my favorite plays of the week. Giants Plus four. Take that to the house. We're out at Brewing's off 249. Get on out here right now. The doors are open, the beer is cold, and wings are in the air. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Hey, you
0: religion, but you got no to carry you back home. Twitter. Twitter.
1: Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5.
0: ESPN 975 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN
1: 975. And on ESPN975.com.
0: Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. We are back.
2: Let's take a minute here to tell you to come hang out with us. Jerry and I are out at Brewings. We're off 249, not quite to Tomball, past Willowbrook Mall. We're hanging out. We're gonna be drinking some beer. We're gonna be hanging out till 2 o'clock, betting on some games, and what better place to do it than brewings? You pull out your phone, you bet on my bookie, and you hang out at Brewings, you watch the Texans, you watch all the noon games today. And, man, they've got some specials going, too. So get over here to Brewings. The wings smell delicious. I just got me a pitcher for nine ninety nine, Dude, you can't beat that. We're about to have some beers. Come hang out. Come drink with us. Brewings, it's a great place. We love their specials, man. You look at their happy hour up there, dude. From 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. during the week, they have dollar wells, man. Two-dollar margaritas, (laughs) dollar-off wines, five-dollar hurricanes. How can you beat that? And on Thursday, 99-cent draft specials. I mean, we were doing that the other night. I went and caught a Texans game a few weeks ago on Thursday night, drinking 99-cent beers. Man, where else are you going to find deals like that? The food's great. I love the XL wings. They're really big, and you can get them breaded. You can get them naked however you want. Whatever sauce me, I'm I'm an extra hot guy, so that's the one I like to get. It's delicious everything's great here. I love the appetizers, too. The, the fried mushrooms are awesome. So when we come up here, that's one of the things we always get. So hang out. Moneyline, we're going to be here. You want to hang out with Jerry Bo? Get some bets for today? Make a little money? Maybe you lost some money on Oklahoma yesterday? You're trying to make that back up? Come hang out. We're off 249. Come hang out at Brewings. We'll be here till 2 o'clock. Well, let's get into
1: a few more games because we got 45 minutes left and time is ticking. Now we're getting all the news across the board. Kyler Murray will be playing, is officially active today. Ooh. That was big for me because I have been a strong believer in betting the Arizona games, but not exactly betting on them or against them, just betting on them whenever you – they give you a good read because they give you more possessions Yep, because they run so fast. And then – their defense is putrid. So yes. when you have a, a an opposing team that can move the ball and they move it, say a team that passes often or a team that has a good tight end, you know where you can dominate the Cardinals. And then you know that if they get behind, they're going to run X amount more plays. They run at the fastest pace in the league. So using all that, their, te- their games, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer games, those games
2: have become relatively easier to cap. Yeah, no doubt. And let's talk about that matchup. They're playing the Rams. We don't know for sure if golf is going to go. There have been some rumors that he's dealing with a hand issue, I believe. We know Todd Gurley, the, the knee deal that since the Super Bowl we've been talking about. We don't know with him. And the, the Rams, they're not playing for anything, Jerry. So, you know, they're not going to risk some of their best players if they don't have to. So that's interesting. you, you got Murray's going to play. Rams are still favored by seven. But let's talk about the total. It's gone down from 49 to 45. What do you make of that? Uh,
1: man, I just I think that, like how you said, uh, today a lot of people are going to make business decisions. Yeah. A lot of these guys. And whenever you get these business decisions, I'm more uh, siding with the defense giving up plays. I mean, let me not go in there and throw my, my shoulder into this and be right. rehabbing all offseason. So if we look at who the Rams are, let's look at what they've allowed. They just allowed 34, 44. <laughs> they allowed 12 to Seattle. Then they allowed seven only to this Arizona team. But then after that, 45, 22. So they allow points in a game that is almost meaningless to them. And on the opposite side, you have an Arizona team that just scored 27. They scored 38 before that. They can get on the board. I expect Arizona to surpass their team total. Dude, and how we got to talk about this. How good has Kenyon Drake been? My Lord, he's been fantastic. I think what we have to talk about the next 30-for-30, 30 30, how bad are the Dolphins? How bad was that coaching staff? Adam Gase. Uh, Adam Gase. Yeah, that's the – Adam Gase on the next 30-for-30 30 30 and how he ruined Le'Veon Bell and everyone in his path because at this point, if Drake is this great – I mean, he's
2: playing not good. Great. They weren't even using him. You know, He wasn't even hardly using Kenyon Drake when he was there. Is this rest in peace to the ghost of David Johnson on the Cardinals? I have a strong suspicion that they're going to trade David Johnson to the Bucks, get, get him back with Bruce Arians. You know what I mean? That I just makes makes so aspect. much sense.
1: I didn't even think, and that was when he was the, the thousand thousand, right. right? So there's there's a need for David Johnson somewhere. Or do you right. think that that we were uh, bamboozled that year? Do you think it was a smokescreen? Because throwing up a, when you're a guy the thousand thousand
2: type guy. You have to have some kind of skill. Right. That's what McCaffrey's going for today to do that. And we know how good he is. So I think maybe David Johnson, just the injuries have taken a toll on him. You know, I think that's part of it. And I think Kenyon Drake is that dude. He's a good player. Let's talk about all, Devontae Parker. Look how good he's been since Adam Gase is gone. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is having a great year with the Dolphins and, and Devontae Parker. You know, Jarvis Landry's continued to be really good somewhere else. So. I think it's an Adam Gase thing, man. I I could see him being gone out there with the Jets, but after this year, yeah, gone? I, I just everything is lining up so horrible. I mean, look what Le'Veon Bell is, man. And you thought Sam Darnold would be better than he has been this year. He hadn't been terrible, but I haven't seen that next step. But you, uh, you inherit a you
1: you inherit a franchise. Let's say in a, in a make believe world, Josh Jordan inherits a franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Garrett walks in. Adam Gase walks in. You have to hire one of the two <laughs> to run your operations. I
2: go, what's that over there? And when they turn around, I run out the door. That's I, a Bill that, O'Brien. Yeah, that's a Bill O'Brien. I don't want a piece of any of those guys managing my team, running my football operations. Those guys clearly don't – they don't have it. And when they don't have it, it's time to move on. But, you know, back to the Cardinals just for a sec – I think in DFS, too, maybe we look at a guy like Larry Fitzgerald because this might be his last game of his career. Couldn't you easily maybe see Murray, you know, throwing him a touchdown to kind of send him off? You know, we don't know if he's going to return. So I think that could be like a sneaky play maybe, Larry I agree Fitzgerald. agree with
1: you. And that goes kind of with my point. Uh, uh, Larry's last game maybe. Uh, just no implications. Uh, Murray's chasing a few stats to, to, I guess, solidify his rookie season. And that's another thing you got to look for. A lot of these teams that – that want to get that 8-8 eight and eight record, you know what yeah. I mean? Or just that one or, or a few stats for a Mitch Trubisky and the Bears make their season look like, you know
2: what, it wasn't that bad. That matters for coaches. They care. When they have to go in at the end of the season and they're evaluated, they want to tell the owner – they want to have as many wins in that column as possible. They don't care. They're not meaningless to those guys. And keep in mind, Jalen Ramsey's got that knee issue. He's not going to play for the Rams. Business decision. Right. They're, they're they're protecting their investment. Well, they give up two first-round picks for
1: him? Let's talk about the, or that right there, the investment of Jalen Ramsey, and then let's talk about one Doug Marone that's coming up yeah. in, in a lot of topics of conversation. What are your thoughts on this whole um, – it's trash right now because this is a professional organization and some stuff has been leaked out supposedly. But then they're saying that they're not going to fire him,
2: and it's all been, a lot of people penciling them in as right after this game, Marone is gone. And that's what's interesting, right? Is ESPN came out with a report saying he was going to be fired after the game, and now they're walking it back a little bit. Maybe it, you know they've kind of pulled it back on that report. They're not exactly sure that's going to happen. And we thought Marone would be out originally when they got rid of Tom Coughlin. But then another report came out saying that the team kind of was, you know, under Coughlin more than Marone and that they didn't get along with Coughlin. And we know he's a hard ass. He's that, he's that guy if you're not five minutes early, you're late. Like, he's that type of dude. And that wears on players. They don't like that kind of stuff. And so the thought process was, well, with Coughlin gone, maybe we give Marone another shot when he's the main voice in the room and Coughlin's out of the picture. Maybe we'll see better results. But then we got another report that he might be fired. So we'll see what happens. Look, if I'm the Jags, I'm I'm probably looking for somebody else. You know, I think I've seen enough of Doug Marone, and I, I think I'd look for another coach. Now someone else that might get that red slip today. Freddie Kitchens, is
1: is, they're saying as early as this evening. And John Dorsey might be out too. So then that's my question, though, because uh, coming into the season, the way he was able to get Beckham and all these pieces, they were saying he was a genius, the greatest. Dorsey was the greatest of all time. And then
2: all of a sudden things didn't work out, and now you're hearing the the phrase not completely safe. That's amazing to me. To your point, they were throwing parades for John Dorsey and – Oh, you know how ballsy it was for him to draft Baker Mayfield when nobody else, you know, would get, take him with the number one overall pick, and go in and get Odell. Now, the, the Nick Chubb draft pick was a good one. That took, one, that one worked. They out. took a chance on Kareem Hunt. I they, mean. they did, and he's played well. But we knew he was going to play well. We did. But I mean, John Dorsey's a, a respected, you know, front office guy. He really is. But that just tells you, Cleveland, man, it's a mess over there. So maybe the thinking is like. Let's just start it all over fresh. But I think a lot of it's Baker Mayfield. When your franchise quarterback is going back and forth on Twitter with Colin Cowherd and you know and guys that host talk shows on you know on ESPN and FS1, do worry about the playbook. Worry about winning. Don't be going back and forth with TV personalities at that, that, at that age and yeah. at that stage in your career. You really have nothing, and not
1: a coach or someone. Someone in that organization to sit him down and say, "Bro, what you, you gotta doing? stop." Yeah. Instead, it kept going. If the, if you do that in some of these big organizations, they're gonna put a stop to it. They're gonna say, "This isn't your best interest. You're a rookie. What are you doing?" And instead, he was he was making appearances on there, going face to face with yes. Collins.
2: And maybe that is the point with Dorsey and with Kitchens. Like they can't get him in check. You would never see that with a Patriots player going back and forth with TV personalities on Twitter. Belichick would not stand for that kind of garbage. So maybe there is some management issues there and they need a they need a, a new voice in the room to get Baker back on track. And also just uh it's they say it's don't
1: miss and don't mix what up. I guess uh, business with pleasure, sure. Right? I think it became of more of a – they were trying to build like a like a frat between these guys, yeah. you know what I mean? It was like we're all so tight and we know that Beckham and Landry go back and whatnot, but, you know, again, it's sometime in those predicaments when you're with your friends that, that when, when you know, when S hits the fan, yeah, you, you don't know how to react. And we always, we always knew, okay, it's all good before those pads come on and everybody's clean for these photo shoots in a, in a Madden world where you can just get out there and throw it around. But what happens when they have – some kind of bump in the road right who's going to keep them in line is it going to be Freddie kitchens well obviously no he was losing inside the field to where people are arguing you saw beckham arguing with him last week just telling him like and you could tell the frustration for beckham somebody that knows football rule and like what are we doing oh, out here dude, like, like the, the game e- management oh. you're not even putting us in positions to win right. out here and once it gets to that there's no respect in that locker room and uh, no leadership and at this point it's more friends on friends and It's you, and once you get point people's
2: fingers in someone's direction without a respect, everything goes out the window, and I don't think that they respect Baker. No, and I don't think they respect Kitchens. And remember, we were hosting a show together. We were surprised when they made him the head coach. You know what I mean? Like, we were like, okay, they they looked okay on offense, but you're going to make him the head coach? Like, we never even heard of Freddie Kitchens a couple years ago.
1: It's a shame. You hear it in the background. It's a shame that we only have 30 minutes left. It's a shame that it's week 17 it's a shame that it's the last show at at Brewing, so get on out here as we will be out until 2 o'clock, hanging out, eating beers, drinking some of this cold beer, and making some money. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN
0: 97.5. So you- ESPN 97.5. You're listening to an ESPN 97.5 Road Show Live from Brew Wings, this is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan.
1: 12 days of giveaways. That's what we are mixed up involved in right now with MyBookie. Check this out. 12 days of giveaways. It started with that UFC. They gave you a free parlay. They're giving you free spins, free bets, futures, and more only at my bookie. Why do I gamble at my bookie? Because all throughout these years. It was a gamble in getting my money. I was gambling, and, and the people I was putting faith in uh, of getting my money back. And a few times I had a predicament where the the other side didn't have the money. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, so all of a sudden now, how do you, how does IOUs work in this world of gambling? And it, you never want to be in that predicament. Nope. You never want to be in the predicament uh, meeting someone at a Walmart late at night trying to get your money. You never want to be in those predicaments, and that's why we deal with my bookie because they, you could, they could be trusted, first off. Yep. And they got the best lines. And nobody pays out faster. Exactly. So when you throw all that into it, you say, so what's the catch? There is no catch. The catch here is that they even give you money to get started because some of you out there listening and some of you have been with us all year long and, and, and you've been gambling for a lifetime. Some of you guys are new and you're thinking, I want to get into this, but I don't know how to. I'm green at this. How do I get into it? Well, you go to my booking, you put in promo code RADIO, they're going to give you a 50% match bonus. You deposit 100, they're going to give you a free 50. That 50 is basically get your feet wet. Yep. Get out there and dip in, dip out, play around a little bit, get used to the, to the program, and then you start making some money. Again, this is a, it's a marathon. It's not a race in this life of gambling. But whenever you're running this race – this marathon, whatever you decide it to be, you want it to be on my bookie because you want to have that confidence on the other side. You want to have the confidence that you're going to get paid. You're going to have that confidence that they're going to have the right lines. And you want to have that confidence in that you can live bet as we do. Live betting is one of my greatest weapons. You yeah. get to see how games start off, you get to analyze, and you get to make your decisions based off how a game starts off of um, in game, uh, let's say, decisions and procedures a team takes to uh, adjustments. Let's call it. So again get over to my bookie, put put promo code radio. You play, you win, you get paid.
2: My bookie. Alright, let's get into a couple of these games. Now first I want to hit this Chiefs game and then I'm gonna to get to the Texans, Jerry, because one game is kind of dependent on the other, right? So let's talk about this Chiefs game. They're playing the Chargers. The game is in Kansas City. We've seen some live movement here. The 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 line has moved from seven and a half. It's up to ten now. So we were seeing it for a while. I think it was around nine, nine and a half. It's all the way up to ten. I mean, Chiefs need this game because they want to lock up that three seed. I'm, we're watching here, up here at Brewings. I'm watching Pat Mahomes warm up right now on the TVs. What do you expect from this one? I expect the Chiefs to win. Do you think they'll cover the ten? Something
1: I didn't expect was the Chiefs' defense to, to, to be, uh, yeah. I guess, alive. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because they were, they were somewhat dead. They were somewhat you could take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. But if you look at who the Chiefs are now – Hey, they they, uh, 21st in the NFL as far as the Chargers' uh, points score, 21 points per game. And then you look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are only allowing 19 points per game. Steve Spagnuolo's group ranking 7th overall. I like that. So that's where my handicap starts. An offense, 21 points per game, 21st in the Chargers. The Chiefs only allow 19 points per game. So
0: uh,
1: how does this game play out? I think that the the Chiefs will open up a lead. I think the Chiefs can move the ball. And I think that the Chargers are going to be able to
2: surpass that 21 points that they score for whatever reason. I think that this game screams over. Okay, I I could see that. That makes a lot of sense. It's really since week 11 the Chiefs have really turned it around on defense. You know, Suggs is on the team now. Do do you expect much from him? Does he have anything left? No, I mean – I, it was wishful thinking when I heard the name was available. I'm thinking, hey,
1: right. give him a jersey, yeah, let him make a playoff run. But I'm not too sure that he's going to get anything cooking here now. Arrowhead unders under the Andy Reid era, 2013, 62 percent to the under in Kansas City. That's the only reason that I'm not punching this like a max bet or yeah. whatnot because for whatever reason, I don't know if there's a premium built into the number in KC in KC, but. That kind of unders, you have to start looking at it like, hey, that's a, that's a good bet. And we've seen that this year uh,
2: multiple times. No doubt. And that's that's kind of surprising to me. But you make a good point. They, they factor that into the line with what kind of offense they are with the Chiefs. So you have to be careful there. What do we expect from the Chargers on offense? I, I know you think they're going to score some points. You think it's an Eckler day? You think it's a Melvin Gordon day? What do you see on that side? I think it's a big Philly style doesn't give a a crap day. He's just going to go out there and sling
1: it around. You know what I mean? Again, whenever you get this late in your career and you don't know what the next step is, at one point or another you want to go out on a high note and have fun. And and I think that – we saw last year this predicament, and, and and someone I know from the station, they had a lot of money on the Chiefs, yeah. and the Chiefs came out to an early lead, and then the Chief, and the, and the Chargers came back in Kansas City mm-hmm. towards the end of the year, and that's what ended up keeping KC from Hammond-Hold Field, I believe it was. So be careful because it's a divisional game, and you've got a Rivers
2: that doesn't care on the other side. Right, right. And that's true. They know each other very well. The, the total's actually gone down a little bit from 48 to forty five and a half. Do you, do you have any reasoning why that might be the case?
1: Since 2013, the Chiefs score 2.9 fewer points at home. That's what it is. They have the biggest splits home and away during the Andy Reid era,
2: minus 7.8 points. Wow. You wouldn't think that would be the case with that high-powered offense. I think that's actually one of the more exciting games on the slate to watch. So let's say the Chiefs do go ahead and take care of business here. They, they beat the Chargers. What do you expect from the Houston Texans today? If that happens, we're not going to see Watson. We're not going to see Hopkins. It's gonna. I think Roby will probably sit too on the defensive side of the ball. It looks like looks like the numbers at eight. Man, this Texans line eight. just keeps moving. Yeah, I, I just refreshed it, and it looks like it, yeah, it's at eight. Tennessee's favored by eight. And what did I what did I paint earlier? The picture of the hungover guy getting up today,
1: and he's 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 waking up, and he's putting on ESPN and. Or his phone is telling them the Texans are sitting their guys, and now yep. he's like, there ain't no way the Texans lose or the, the Titans lose. Let me go ahead and punch this ticket in. Well, what changed from Monday to now? <laughs> a lot better odds if you would have taken it better earlier in the week. That's the only thing that's changed. What has changed from the perception of that the Titans were going to play their people and the Texans had no reason to? Yep. What's changed in the schedule? We knew that the Chiefs had their early game. What's changed other than you missed your opportunity, and now you're going to try to make up and catch that seven and a half eight number, and the books
2: love that. Now they're getting two-way action. Yes, and it's so interesting, right, because I almost – Look, I don't want the Texans to have to start their guys. But just out of my own curiosity, I would like to see this line, see how it moves if the Chiefs end up getting down early to the Chargers and seeing what Vegas does with this Texans number. And that was one of my
1: angles to shoot was – if the Chiefs get up fourteen points or whatnot in the in the and it gets to halftime, then start hitting the Texans. But now it seems like it's already getting hit. Yeah, again, people are, are not overreacting because deservedly so. The the line should have been six or seven. But whenever the book released it early Monday, 30, three and a half point favorites Titans on the road, they were not scared that the Texans were going to sit their players. Vegas is not in the business of gambling. If you you got to understand that, they weren't going to put out a line like, "Hey, it's Week Seventeen, come." Dominates. They put out that week 17 line saying we know that the Texans aren't going to play their guys, and someone might bite off that coach speak. Someone might bite into what Bill O'Brien's painting out here, and people did, and it, yeah. st- it stayed at that three and a half, three and a half, four. Now all of a sudden when reports come out from, from beat writers and guys on the inside, everyone's like, oh, my God, I believe it now. Yeah. Let me pet it at 7.5 or 8.
2: It's crazy to me. That's a wrong move. Okay, let's have a little fun here. Let's do a little look ahead. Let's assume that the Texans will play the Bills next week, and that's going to be the playoff matchup. If you're handicapping that game, what would you put that line at? Texans three and a half. Texans three, three and a
1: half. Yeah, because then when you take away that home field on a on a on a neutral, I believe the Texans might be viewed as a half a point or a point better. Okay, I'm not sure that they are, but on I I think in a on a on a on an overall looking at it, that's the way it's viewed because if you left it at three, then that would tell you
2: that on neutral these teams are even, and I don't think that they're viewed that way. Okay. Yeah, because the perception of the Texans is a little different nationally than it is here in Houston. All right, let's go a little further with that one. Is it a, a high or a low scoring game? What, what would you guess the total would be? Man, that total's got to be low. It's got to be yeah. around that 40-41 range, and, and
1: I just – those Buffalo games are tough. Yeah. and the, and And now, if you can get out to a lead on them – Mm-hmm. If you can get out and punch in a touchdown off the top, it changes the script so much. But if it, they keep it ugly, 0-0, and, or a field goal type game, and that, that it just throws everything off. And I'm just curious to see how the Texans move the ball consistently with Tredavious White on Hopkins. And not to say that he's going to shut down Hopkins. Hopkins, to me, is matchup proof, but...
2: He hasn't allowed a touchdown all year. He hasn't. And Hopkins didn't do squat against the Bucks last week. You know, with no fuller, they can really concentrate on him. All right, let, let's go one step further. If you're looking to bet the Texans-Bills game next week, is this one where you want to fire on it ahead of time or one you'd be looking to live bet it? Well, let's say, let's say
1: the line comes out right after this. Let's say the Texans lose. Uh, I don't think whatever, however they win or lose in this week has anything towards that next week. I think if you're going to back the Texans, you you back them right away. Right away. I think that that line moves. I think as the season, as the as the again, it's going to happen today. Not very many people are going to punch in tickets on the Bills. <laughs> That's just the right. way it is. And I don't. There's going to be a lot of value on the Bills right. if they get to four, four and a half, because that game's going to be low scoring. It's going to
2: be. I think it's going to be a field goal game. I, I really do. See, I do too, and. Do you like the Texans to cover? Do you think they could cover that three three and a half after all these guys have gone through this year and all the I guess
1: uh, improvements that we can say have been made in certain games or certain situations I believe that it would be a travesty if they went out there and lost this game or this first game of the playoffs and just using that uh, it would be a travesty if they went out there and lost to Buffalo. In the first round of the playoffs, and they
2: traded away their future picks for for next year, if, so yeah, that. if you
1: push your chips all in and you don't even make it to the rebuy states, for example, yeah. round two of the playoffs. if you push your chips all in, then that's bad news. i've had that happen on a poker table, and that drive home is the worst <laughs> so again, the Texans pushed their chips in, they made their moves chips are on the table and there's nothing else to be said flip your cards over who's got the better cards if your cards can't beat those of the buffalo bills in the first round of the playoffs then then tear this
2: place down burn it down I, i'm with you and we're, we're about to hit break and we'll get to it but i did want to ask you real quick before we do that what do you expect from jj watt next week do, do you think do, will he have much of an impact on the game i'm not sure he will but
1: again he's a i was telling this somebody earlier he's a hundred percent guy on every play, and you know sometimes yeah. we get on guys for taking plays off, but some that's how you get longevity in these careers. Yeah, he's a guy that practices one hundred. I play every play one hundred. O'Brien loves that exactly. <laughs> and, and then now that's why you have him there. Like at one point or another, you got to pick your spots, Jay. Right. We need you to pick your spots. We need you to hit the acceleration when it's needed, but we need you there in longevity times, right? Like in form, so. I don't expect much, but at this point, the little bit he's in there, he's got to he's got create some kind of havoc.
2: Yeah, I think I would maybe just pick my spots to use them in passing down situations. Exactly. Something pick like your, that. Pick your spots in there where he can get up his hands,
1: have that SWAT feature, bring back J.J. SWAT. Bring JJ back J.J. SWAT. SWAT. We need something of that, Tim, uh, because at this point, on the defensive side of the ball, I'm not going to make any adjustments or anything like that. One segment to go, one segment till week 17. i got to parlay for the people. I'm dropping it next. Moneyline ESPN 97.5 You don't
0: have to speak just see. and peep the technique Twitter. Twitter.
2: Follow
1: the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5
0: You're listening to an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brewings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. The closing
1: call. That's what they say it is. We have one segment left, one segment left to make magic. The phone lines are still open, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. In real life, you can find us at Brewings, though, off 249 with a pitcher of beer and some fresh wings coming out. That's where you can find us right now, and hopefully we can find you there, too, as we will be out until 2 p.m. watching these Week 17 games, seeing how the slate plays out. Seeing if the Chiefs do indeed go out there and secure that Mm -hmm. playoff spot and leaving the Texans all but nothing to play for in Week 17, which is crucial to how the home team takes the field. So many things are in play today, not just for this home team, but the big game of the week, the Seattle Seahawks, 49ers. Let's talk about that.
2: Man, a lot on the line here in this one, man. 49ers looking to lock up that home field advantage. I don't. This one's interesting, right, because you always talk about recency bias and not overreacting. Well, Seattle looked horrible last week against Arizona. So I got to think that's fresh in betters' minds, right, is how bad Seattle looked last week. So this this one's kind of interesting to me. I think it's one of the best games, and it's going to be Sunday night football, so you're going to have to wait a while to watch this one tonight. It's funny, it, the game's in Seattle, but the 49ers are favored, and they're actually favored by three. 47 is what the total's at right now. I don't know, that seems about right. But this is one of your favorite bets, Jerry, so let me get out of the way. What do you like in this one?
1: I think there's going to be points. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what happens with the backfield of Seattle, what happens with Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. The Skittles are already back. Yeah, they are. The run game was pivotal for that offense, though. Mm-hmm. They were the NFC's leading team as far as rush attempts last season. They leaned it on it again this year. Lose two running backs like that. Now you're having to call in the reinforcements in Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> and Turban. They're bringing the whole band. Old back together. school. Yeah. Turban. I'm not sure that that's going to help them at all. I'm not sure that they can rely on that, meaning that they will throw it more, more than they usually do, Mm -hmm. okay? So leaning me to points. Now, you look at the 49ers, I think they're going to be able to score at at a frantic pace in this game, just like everybody else does. I keep taking teams to score on Seattle because they give up points. That's probably one of my better bets of the week. And just because you uh, opened up this present for the people, right before the show ends, I'm going to drop my play of the week, my private play. San Francisco 49ers team total over twenty three and a half. That's okay. the play. I think that San Francisco scores about twenty seven, thirty points. I think Seattle scores uh, a lot of points as well, but I don't see how Seattle can stop this team consistently. I think Seattle has to throw more often than uh, than they usually do because of the uh, the uh, new run game that they're going to have to get used to. I don't. I mean, this is a team that rushes. I think for thirty four, thirty three combined rush attempts a game between two running backs that they had, three, even if you start throwing in Penny, if you throw in Carson and throw in C.J. Price, right? Yeah, Procise, yeah. Procise, I'm sorry. Now you have two guys that aren't a part of that offense. So you think they're going to give them those 33-34? Let's say it goes down to Mm 23-24, and
2: that might be even stretching it. How many touches do you really give these guys? I mean, they're coming off their couch, or at least, you know, Marshawn's case. Like, I didn't even know he was eligible to come back because remember when he lit that joint on fire? Uh, at the, what was it, like an Olympic torch or something like that? So I didn't know if the league was going to come after him for that. But uh, well, what do you think about the like the overall total? You, you like points. Is 46 about right? Do you lean one way or the other on the, the, the total for the whole game?
1: Over. Over. over I think. I believe that San Francisco gets 27 points today at least, 27, 30 points. And if you're telling me that, that Seattle at home, being who they are, having to throw more, can't score 20, and that's the way I lose this match, go ahead and hear me. San Francisco over. We're going to drop the over for the people for the game, 46, half, depending on where you get it at now. You have that at the beginning of the fourth quarter.
2: Really? Okay.
1: Uh,
2: is it a competitive game?
1: It's competitive. It's going to be the last possession type of game. Really? I, I really do. I really think it goes down to that. I think – that's why I, – I I hate to say it, but I think San Francisco is going to win this game. I do. And I think they – like I said, I think they score 27. It's going to be about a 27-24 game, 30-27, somewhere around there.
2: Do you – with how bad Russell Wilson was last week, do you just chalk that up to he had a bad – because that's against a terrible secondary, Jerry. That was against the Cardinals. We know how awful they are on defense. I mean – DK Metcalf just got locked down by Patrick Peterson last week, so you think Russell bounces back and put some points on the board?
1: He'll put some points on the board. This team is easy to predict seven, seven, and one against the spread. The lines have been on point on them. Ten one score wins, ten one score games. I mean, they're all close. That's yeah. who they are. That's why last week when they told you Arizona here's double digits, you're making it harder on yourself than it has to be. If they're telling you we're giving you double digits against a team that wins 10 games by one score games, you got to run with that. And the same thing here. They're giving you a low total for a Seattle team that we know who they are on defense. They can be had. You're telling me that, that San Francisco can't score, let's say, even if they go half a point under the total, 23. You're telling me that Seattle can't score the same 23 to get you there?
2: Yeah, no, you make a good point. I'm actually excited because there's a lot on the line in this game, too. I mean, this—I mean, it, it's a close division, so this means everything for their home playoffs. Field, the everything. Field, yeah, playoff bye, all that. It's, it's all about tonight's game. Alright, quickly before we run out of time, one of your other favorite bets today was you like the Giants plus the points against the Eagles. Kind of remind everybody why you like that one.
1: I don't think the Eagles have enough to move the ball consistently to open it up. Uh, even if they were to open up, let's say, a 10-point spread, I think that the back door is always going to be open. The Eagles are going to run the ball a lot this game screams three points either which way divisional matchup later on in the year familiarity everything points to the Giants keeping this in within three let me go ahead and drop that parlay let's save it for put your name on it actually because I'm gonna put my name on about four plays so let's go to put your name on it a little early today when you get a chance Andrew let's wrap it up for the people because I got some monsters to drop for them and uh week 17 here
2: we go yeah let's let's go ahead and get to it I'm with you Jerry I I like the Giants here to cover I I just I'm really impressed by Saquon Barkley coming back I feel like I feel like they're going to score some points I think the Eagles are going to win the game but I think the Giants are going to cover Andrew what you got for the people you know what last week of the regular season let's have a little fun RG3's at the wheel and the Gus bus is going to be rolling today baby Mark Ingram's out fire up the Gus bus he's going to fall
0: in the end zone at least one time get you some yards
2: As for me, we're going to sign off for the
1: people for this week 17 from brewings like this. Take the Patriots team total over thirty and a half max bet. Patriots in the first quarter max bet as well at four and a half points. I think they're going to run away with this. Steelers Ravens look for that Gus Bus and that RG three as an under thirty seven points. Give me the Giants plus four points. If you want to get cute with it, this is the way you're going to do it. We're going to go to the teaser board and we're going to get the say a patch. We're going to drop them to six. We're going to drop the Saints. We're going to drop them to four. And we're going to do a a, a, we're going to create a handicapping mistake. We're going to cross. to zero and get the Colts at six same thing with the Packers bring them down to two and a half Patriots minus six Chiefs plus one split those teasers up tonight's game 49ers team total over 23 and a half game over 46 and a half all max bets the parlay of the week Giants plus four Seattle game over 46 and a half and give me the Patriots in a blowout Signing off for the squad from Brewings as we are going to uh, enjoy these delicious wings, these uh, cold draft beers, and these big wins that we brought for the last two hours. Hope you enjoyed it. I sign off for Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, and Jerry Nose. Peace!
2: Sam Windsor with the Houston Sabercats here. Even when I'm down under, I'm listening to ESPN 975 on the app. You can stream the boys from anywhere. Mate